Dr. Michael Grant, and I am the irreverent psychologist. That means I tell it like I see it. You're free to disagree as much as you want. That's okay. doesn't bother me a bit. I operate a practice of clinical psychology in beautiful Charlottesville, Virginia, and you can read more about it and me at www.wellbeingpsychology, all one word, .net. The Irreverent Psychologist podcast tackles topics head-on without any window dressing or talking around tough issues or apologizing for a very frank discussion. Sex, men's issues, women's issues, LGBTQ plus issues, depression, anxiety, and all sorts of things that can help you have a better life. These are the subjects of this podcast. Welcome, and let's get started. Today's topic is, you get more of what you reward. You want something, so do I. So does everyone. We all want something, or even many things, and we'll do all sorts of stuff to get what we want. In the Irreverent Psychologist Episode 1, we learned that anything we say, do, think, or feel is a behavior. Whatever we say, do, think, or feel, or even don't say, do, think, feel, that gets us what we want causes a light to go on in our minds. Bingo! When I did or didn't say, do, think, feel, blank, I got what I wanted. Then if we're wanting more of the same, we say, do, think, and feel the same thing again and get even more of what we want. In fact, we say, do, think, and feel what we do because we get something we want by doing it. The something we want might come to us very directly, like a child asking, saying something, to get a cookie and then getting it. Or it may come to us indirectly. We do something for someone else and enjoy the feeling we get from giving or helping. That feeling is nothing tangible like a cookie, but it's still something we want and something we like. It's sort of a mental or emotional or spiritual cookie. It tastes good to us on some level. We like it. And so we're much more likely to say or do the same thing again soon because we like what we got when we said or did it the last time. The bottom line is that what we seek to reward or reinforce in ourselves or others is their or our behavior, and usually much less the secondary outcomes of their or our behavior. Let's get back to wanting things. We said that everyone wants particular things and will repeat whatever behavior gets them what they want. This is true for every man, woman, and child on the planet. It's so true and so universal that it is an unchangeable law like the physical law of gravity. This fundamental law of human behavior is reinforced behavior gets repeated. Or even simpler, you get more of what you reward. Reinforced is another word for rewarded, but it's kind of a better word to use because it suggests that behavior is made stronger with each reward, and that's exactly what happens. In fact, animal research has shown that the pleasure centers in our brains the ones that are excited by reinforcement, are so strong that some animals will neglect to eat and drink and will waste away as they focus only on repeatedly performing a behavior to get reinforcements. Reinforcement is very powerful. Now, this law of reinforcement does not mean we are behavioral robots or 
unthinking, unfeeling machines with no spirit, put a nickel in and out pops a gumball. We are much too complex for that to be true. But it does mean that you and I say, do, think, and feel more of whichever one of these gets us what we want. It's a law that's true for both animals and humans. Around 1910, Edward Thorndike, an early psychologist who was interested in explaining how animals and people learn, may have been the first to give us a scientific description of this law. Psychologists have since called his description Thorndike's Law of Effect. But since that fancy name and the original scientific definition behind it are, are both harder to remember than just the simple law, you get more of what you reward, let's just stick with that. By now you're probably thinking, well, all of this is pretty obvious stuff. I knew all this all along. Nothing new here. You're absolutely correct. You knew this on some level. All of us do. But you would be amazed at how often humans in all sorts of situations and settings act as if this most basic law of human psychology either did not apply to them or as if they'd forgotten it. Now, the fact is, they were wrong. And the results of their attempts to deal with other human beings while forgetting or ignoring this law ranged from just unsuccessful to completely disastrous. It gets worse, though. We humans remember how people treat us, and we change our behavior toward them based in part on their treatment of us in the past. So when someone acts toward us as if we don't want or need rewards and reinforcements, our relationship with them can be permanently damaged. We stop trusting them, and things just go downhill from there. The interesting thing about reinforcement is that it works both positively and negatively. We call giving someone something, even something we say, that causes their behavior to be reinforced a positive reinforcer. And we call something we take away from someone that causes their behavior to be reinforced a negative reinforcer. An example of a positive reinforcer is giving a puppy a treat when it begins to do something you're trying to teach it. The treat is given, think of it as added, to the puppy, and that causes the puppy to repeat the behavior that immediately preceded the giving of the treat. Do that enough, and step by small step in a process called shaping, you can train your puppy to sit, lie down, shake hands, and do your taxes for you. Well, maybe not that, but pretty much anything else. An example of a negative reinforcer is removing something to reward or reinforce a behavior. If you tell your 15-year-old son that his grounding for some prior bad behavior will be lifted if he studies his algebra and so would be more likely to get an A on his algebra test, he may well increase his studying behavior. Taking away something, in this case the unpleasant grounding, via negative reinforcement, think of it as subtracting, actually reinforces his studying behavior. The important thing to remember is that, whether positive or negative, reinforcers always strengthen or reinforce the target behavior you're wanting to see. Okay, okay, let's get practical. How can you use this reinforcement tactic to get more of what you want from both yourself and others? Well, there are a couple of factors you need to make sure are in place as you seek to get more of what you want 
by rewarding or reinforcing it. The first factor is called latency. Animal research shows us that the reinforcer needs to be presented very, very soon after the behavior you want to see more of occurs. So when you tell your puppy to sit, and it does, you need to give the puppy the treat within a half of a second following the behavior. Wait more than a second or so, and the link between what the puppy did and the reinforcement for it is lost in the puppy's head. You must reinforce quickly with very little latency. Even with yourself, reward yourself quickly for the behavior you want more of. Don't wait a long time for that reward. The second factor is relevance. This means that the reinforcer needs to be something the subject actually likes and wants, something that's meaningful to it, relevant to it. Try to get a puppy to learn to sit by offering it a gift card to bed, bath, and beyond, and it just won't work. Won't work on that 15-year-old boy either. For puppies, edible treats are the reinforcers that work best, and food is considered a primary reinforcer. Money, for example, is not a primary reinforcer. You can't eat it, but you can take it someplace and buy something to eat. So money is then a secondary reinforcer. By the way, the Bed, Bath, and Beyond gift card is also a secondary reinforcer, as are things like verbal praise, promotions at work, etc. So if you want to get more of what you reward, make sure your rewards are immediate and relevant to the one performing the behavior you want, even yourself. Speaking of rewarding yourself for better behaviors, try to break the new behavior you want to see down into easily achievable steps. Start slowly and get the first step of the new behavior rewarded every time you perform it. Then move on to the next part of the behavior and then the next. And remember to reward the behavior, not the outcome. This is very important. Earlier, we rewarded the 15-year-old boy for studying algebra, not for the hoped-for A on his next test. Behavior like studying is under his control. The grade he gets is not totally under his control, as it might be influenced by the grades the other students get. So we focus on what he can control, studying, and hope that a change in that behavior will result in the outcome of a better grade, maybe even an A, on his next test. The same is true for you and me. Let's say you want to lose weight. The loss of a pound of fat is an outcome. It's not a behavior. But it may well occur if we adopt better eating behaviors and exercise behaviors, so we reinforce those behaviors and hope the lost pound of fat will result in time, as it will, if we are consistent with better eating and exercise behavioral change. Now, since exercise is a tough behavior to adopt and to keep doing it, it might even help to reward something that isn't exercise, but precedes it. Let's say you want to go to the gym more to exercise so you can lose weight, but exercising at the gym is not all that enjoyable to you. You find it so damn boring. Try reinforcing not what exercises you do at the gym, but on just going to the gym in the first place. You won't exercise at the gym unless you show up, right? So try rewarding yourself for the going to the gym 
behavior. In fact, you could set it up so that the going to the gym behavior is the one you really track and reinforce. And you even allow yourself to get full credit and reward for going to the gym one day, even if you do no exercise at all. Even if you just show up at the gym, get a drink of water, and then go home, you still get credit for the going to the gym behavior. Maybe allow yourself to have a day like that for every five times you're wanting to go to the gym. You're much more likely to exercise at the gym if you actually go there, and your going to the gym behavior has already been reinforced until it's become a habit. Another tactic you can use is called the PREMAC principle that says a higher probability behavior will reinforce a less probable behavior. For example, if you want your son to study his algebra, you could set it up such that for every hour he studies algebra, he gets to play a video game for 30 minutes. The more preferred behavior, playing video games, is dependent or contingent on the less preferred behavior, studying. And the higher probability video game behavior comes to reinforce the lower probability studying behavior. You can do this with yourself, with things like exercising. Pick a behavior that you like and prefer more, such as listening to audiobooks. Then make listening to audiobooks dependent on some form of exercising. You could even set it up such that you allow yourself to listen to an hour of an audiobook if you exercise for 15 minutes, or for something like walking, you only allow yourself to listen to audiobooks if you're walking. If you do this, the behavior you want to see more of, walking, is immediately and constantly being reinforced by listening to the audiobook. The last point I want to make about rewarding behavior pertains to other people. One of the very best ways to reward or reinforce someone else's behavior is to praise them, but to do it in a way you might not have done before. If someone performs a behavior you want to see them perform again, praise them or thank them, but do so with very little latency, as soon as you can, after they perform the behavior, and do so in a way that's relevant to them and is very specific. Just saying, good job is not enough. And if you think, well, I shouldn't have to thank someone for something they are supposed to do anyway, get over that idea. Get over it. Humans respond to positive reinforcement and need it. So, give it to them if you want to see them perform the behavior you seek. Make your praise genuine and sincere and very specific. For example, don't say, hey, great work on that presentation. But say instead, Hey, that presentation was terrific, and what made it so good was how you detailed all the steps we need to take one by one, and then you showed each using color coding in your spreadsheet and on the slides. That made it all so clear. I think everyone understood what we need to do now to turn this project around and make it successful. Thanks so much for your work. People want to know that their efforts and actions were noticed and appreciated and you saw their efforts and value them. Be specific, quick, and genuine in your verbal praise, and you will see that person do even better the next time. The great thing about rewarding other people with praise like this is that not only do they see it and hear it, others do too. 
People are always watching, aren't they? And they will soon start imitating your great reinforcing behavior in a process called modeling. Pretty soon, those around you who hear and see you reward others in these superior ways will start doing the same, and that will kick off a major change of similar positive reinforcing behavior in all those people. Wouldn't it be great if our workplaces and homes and churches and everywhere else was filled with people supporting each other and encouraging or rewarding each other with positive and specific feedback like this? Imagine what could happen if in our world, if just for an hour, we put aside all the carping, all the backbiting comments in social media, all the criticisms and the sarcasm and the petty bullshit we all too frequently say to each other, and we simply offered really positive and encouraging praise for a change, what would our world be like? What would our families be like? What would our relationships be like? And what would we be like if we changed our own behavior and became rewarders instead of punishers of the behaviors we want to see in ourselves and others? Just imagine. The fact is that you get more of what you reward. You get more from yourself, more from other people, and you model what a mature, healthy leader can be, one that by his or her positive, rewarding behavior helps people change for the better. It's not hard, really. It just takes an awareness that reinforced behavior recurs, or, as the title of this podcast suggests, you get more of what you reward. This week on The Irreverent Psychologist, we've been talking about you get more of what you reward. I hope this has been helpful to you. For more information about the contents of this podcast and to read more about reinforcement and how to give positive feedback and other rewards, go to www.theirreverentpsychologist.net and look for Episode 2. That's I-R-R-E-V-E-R-E-N-T, psychologist, all one word, theirreverentpsychologist.net. Look for Episode 2. Next week on The Irreverent Psychologist, we'll be discussing what you focus on grows or how to use your mind to get more of what you really want. My name is Dr. Michael Grant, and I am the Irreverent Psychologist. I'll see you next time. 